This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, well, here, we're live. I think if I can get my mic going through. Hopefully you guys can hear uh, the audio right now. If you could give me a thumbs up uh, that you can hear this. It's the C3 Panthers at Colts post game show. Can't get the audio to work right now until I get Cody talking. But I'd like to, for everybody uh, to be a part of the show by calling into the Cat Calls on 252-228-5098 as well as subscribe and hit the thumbs up button. Cody Lashney in the house. The Panthers fall for their seventh straight loss. Basically, um, I just said this is a very disappointing football team. Uh, they don't play for each other. They don't play for them coaches. It doesn't even look like they're playing for themselves. Um, I'm not really mad at Will Greer for some of the interceptions that he threw. Uh, I believe that he should have been playing football a lot earlier for the Panthers, but uh, I don't blame him for trying to take some chances and take some shots and and move the football and show what kind of arm talent he had um, and has. And then there's a lot of other stupid things that I just, I have no explanation for, man. So I'm here for my therapy session, just like our entire chat room is. The most lit Panther chat room on YouTube, and it's still right here with the C3 Panthers podcast. Jeff Hodge, Jeremy Clancy, Sarah Taylor, Tommy Dot Martin, Tyler Lovato, Tony Don, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. All right. So the Panthers, like I said, fall in their seventh straight uh, loss. And really, it wasn't. Uh, I, I was actually uh, heartened by the performance of Will Greer, to be honest, Cody. And that is, is that he. Uh, he didn't seem completely overwhelmed. They kind of had a tough beginning. I thought that they did the right thing by getting the ball, by then trying to be aggressive with it. He was, uh, you know, a little nervous to start in that first drive. He missed on, you know, two passes, but it was like a three. They asked him to pass the ball three times in a row. So that was tough, but he didn't make a, a giant mistake at that point. But then the Panthers, their special teams, it was just horrendous today. It might be, it's just gotten worse each week. 
And on top of that, so you get a 50-yard return or a 40-yard return on that first drive. And then uh, they score a touchdown on that, right? It's a good field position. They're able to capitalize. But then we come out and we, you know, three and out it, you know, is kind of predictable, you know, but still no giant mistakes. And then we punt the ball and my man takes it to the house, straight to the house. And it wouldn't be his only punt return of the day. You no, know, I, I mean, for a touchdown. And uh, and how about this? Even more infuriating about our special teams is that Brian Burns got hurt playing special teams. He also saved. He also saved uh, that first punt oh, yeah, from dude, being Brian a touchdown. Burns, Brian Burns is the linchpin of our special teams, dude, and it sucks to say, but it's real. Um, I don't know, man. It's so stupid. Um, that why and we just continue to mismanage the players that we use on field. Dante Jackson was benched in one point at this game which I don't know if you're just trying to send a message to him to shut the hell up or if you actually think that you stand a better chance with Ross Cockrell, which, by the way, I'm not even saying that's wrong. Maybe Ross Cockrell should be playing right now. I don't know. But uh, there is this air of ignorance around the coaching staff where we just refuse to play our young players in the best positions possible. Um, Vernon Butler got ejected from the game today for just doing a, a punching a dude in the helmet, which it wasn't even the dude that was uh, extending the, the block too long. Uh, this team is just the definition of undisciplined right now. No one's playing for each other. Everyone's playing selfish football. And there was even a, uh, a video on Twitter of Luke Kickley going off on the linebacker coach. Like there's, there is dissension in that locker room. People are mad at the play calls. People that matter, personnel usage. Um, it's a dumpster fire right now. Dante Jackson did not play at all in this game, right? And that was, I guess, punishment and for his poor performance last week. So everything you said has, has been spiraling out of control. In some ways, the defense was bad. But again, if you didn't have that punt, ret- those punt returns, well, the, the defense was awful. What am I talking about? But the punt returns just decimated this team in some ways that were special teams just in general. One thing I did think that was interesting, Cody, is that when the Colts go up by two touchdowns in this match, all of a sudden it actually took some of the pressure off of Will Greer. And what I know that you're saying, well, oh gosh, you don't want this guy playing from behind, right? And that's an impossible situation for a young quarterback on his first start, which I do agree with those things. But he didn't blow it for the Panthers. So he was almost playing with house money. It was like this, is that yeah. if we lose this game right here, they you can't walk out of here and say Will Greer was the reason. And then you saw him start to loosen up a little bit. He started making a couple of throws. They got Christian McCaffrey involved. Christian McCaffrey continues to be the best thing uh, on this football team. And they were able to move the ball a little bit. They go down the field. They couldn't convert on that fourth down uh, in, in the red zone, you know, he threw a couple of good balls there. One that, I mean, they just didn't come, come down with them in, in every case. So 
they punt the ball back. We're able to stop them, get the ball back, and actually we were moving the ball somewhat well for a little while. While we were down 21-3 to at one point, it didn't feel like the Panthers were completely out of it. And I think that that's kudos entirely to Will Greer in that – not entirely, but the offensive line continued to be trashy, right? The Everything about this team continued to be awful that has been awful all season – and I thought Will Greer came out of it looking better than people said he was going to look. Yeah, I'm not mad at Will Greer. There is a few interceptions that I feel our receiver just didn't make a play on the football. I don't even know who number 18 on our football team is, but that should have been his catch at the end right there. Um, I have no idea um, you know, why uh, our offense kind of sputters like this. The play calling, I didn't think it was too good today. But, no, you're 100% right. You cannot be mad at Will Greer. Uh, if anything, we should have been playing him a lot earlier uh, than we than what we did. Will Greer, you know, yeah, he's playing with house money. Throw the ball down the field. You know, show what kind of In a warm talent you have. And, and that's what he did. I'm not mad at him for trying to make a play and trying to do something for his football team. Um once again, we see that no matter what our quarterback, no matter who our quarterback is, our offense still runs through Christian McCaffrey, and that hasn't changed. That's not going to change. Um, and McCaffrey is incredible. But uh, everyone else on this football team, um, dude, they're ready to go home, man. They're ready for this season to be over as bad as you and I are. And um, it, it, it kind of sucks that we didn't decide to play Will Greer earlier because now we have these performances from our team where no one cares. They're dejected. They're not playing for anything. So the offensive line isn't playing well. That's going to hurt Will Greer. Um, Dennis Daly has not been playing good football. Daryl Williams is getting his ass whooped. Our offensive line is porous. Um, but, yeah, and as uh, Brother Herbert mentioned in our chat, shout out to Will Greer. He does not fumble the football when it gets hit. So that is one thing that he does have going for him over Kyle Allen. Uh, overall, I think it was, a, you know, the stats won't confirm it, but Will Greer didn't have a bad day today. I'd much rather watch him as the quarterback for the Panthers than, than Kyle Allen. It might be difficult watching the Carolina Panthers right now, but if you are one of those fans that wants to see them until their final breath, go to vividseats.com you can download the vivid seats app if you want to check out a hornets game or hurricanes game vivid seats is a great way to get a ticket you want for a price you like vivid seats app is a hundred the vivid seats tickets 100 percent buyer guaranteed you can sort by price you can sort by location you can sort by event and i tell you it is easy recently i was in nashville and we were able to look up just some tickets to a predators game versus Vancouver Canucks and it was simple easy all you have to do is go download the app use the promo code overtime that's the promo code overtime and you can get up to a hundred dollar discount on your first ticket purchase vivid seats app go check it out a ticket you like for a price you want all right you take over the show a little bit and you tell me what you want to talk about now because i'm continuing to struggle with the output now the audio for the cat calls so you talk you lead the conversation cody 
Um, where do you want to talk? What do you want to talk about now after this game? You continue, look, seven in a row, uh, a lot yeah. like last season. So, Bill Dotrieve in our chat says, Does anyone know of Brian Burns' injury? Uh, I have Twitter up. I'm continuing to look to see um, if we know anything about Brian. I have not found any confirmation of how he was hurt. Um, Brian, uh, excuse me, Vernon Butler is uh, he's already doing interviews saying how apologetic he is and how he made a mistake. And listen, my man Vernon Butler is definitely going to receive some fines. Uh, for punching a dude in the head and throwing the middle finger while the camera was on him. Oh, it's like, God. Yeah, dude, it, you know, no one that you haven't been a productive member of this football team for going on five years now, and then you want to, you know, pick the uh, a moment in time where you're having a career year playing football, at least for your own stats, and you want to go and potentially ruin your future with any football team. I mean, it's it's so dumb uh, that honestly could have number, cost but... him his career. Uh, I mean, that's what we're talking about. Um, th- there's no discipline, man. All of our co- listen. I have no sympathy for our coaches. When Ron Rivera was fired, we were oh hey Ron, thanks for the good times, thanks for all the wonderful years of, of being the coach for the Panthers. I have no love for anyone else in the building. Perry Fuel. Eric Washington, the linebacker coach, uh, dude, I- I'm ready to uh, do a 100% coaching rebuild. Our coaches are absolutely terrible. Um, no one's held accountable. The The play calling on defense is terrible to the point now where Luke Kickley is starting to be visible on the sideline. Uh, it's bad, man. There is no leadership in this Alex locker room, it feels like from the players or the coaches. All right. Well, uh, I don't really know what the hell is going on now that I can't hear the f- damn audio. That's the worst part about it. So uh, as I continue to work on that, we will get to your cat calls as we're going through. Let's feature some of the comments in the chat room. Cody is, uh, well, here's one is civil preach says because fuel fuel and Washington can't handle the defense is that this team has not. If you're Perry fuel, you want to get the hell out of here, right? You just want to get away from yeah. this team at right. Nobody is looking good for their continued audition into um, next season. And Vernon Butler, I think, is the epitome of that. Is that a guy who actually potentially got a little can showed that he might be a football player this year at, at the ends may have ruined his chances of getting anything right here is like what who's going to pay you it didn't help his stock today and i don't know if we've seen any players that their stock has improved and, and that goes to the coaching staff too yeah, I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Tyler Lovato earlier in our chat. said, ready for Cody's get-to-know-a-potential-Panthers-Jaffic segment. I'm excited as well, my friend. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to looking at these um, college football players. And, yes, that segment is coming back to this podcast with a vengeance. We're going to have a lot of fun uh, dissecting these college football players and uh, thinking about them in Panthers uniforms. But – Vernon Butler, to what we're saying, uh, was a first-round draft pick. He was an insurance policy in case K1 Short 
didn't sign his contract, which is which he had yet to sign at the time. And um, now we're yeah, we're just kind of in limbo right now with the player that uh, you know we had high hopes for, and then just turned it on uh, a little bit too late. And it, it is what it is, man. Um, you know, I, his you know to the man's credit, he's very apologetic about it on Twitter. But I don't know. It's um, I, I don't even know if I blame him too much, Tony. It feels like our locker room right now. There's there's no north star. There's no direction forward right now, and you know everyone's kind of you know playing for themselves. That's why I said no, earlier, no one's playing right for one right. another. No one's playing for the man next to him. No. Everyone's playing to go home, and it, it causes these embarrassing performances by teams who I don't think the Colts have a better roster than we do, but this is a demoralized football team with the coaching staff that's very in over its head. And, yeah, I'm going to the Saints game next Sunday, so I might be a little late for the post-game show, but um, I'm going to have to listen to my brother, uh, who was a diehard Saints fan, shit-talk me the entire time while I watch um, – the Saints put a beat down on the Panthers. So pray for me, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God of blackness. Yeah, yeah, hit him up. Um, shout out to God of blackness for uh, donating to the show. It says bring Trey Boston back. It uh, it helps, you know, at least he's got to gave a little fight. He's actually been one of the reasons, the only thing we've had that's been part of the fight. Um, so... Yeah. It's it's and been it tough. Been there are, there are people online in a that, world um, where Carolina yeah, Panthers fans have, fans have an insane thirst. So bad. The Panthers made news and opinions only one. I wouldn't mind having him back for another year too if we don't draft the position. But hey, we might not draft a safety this year. Oh gosh! Apparently, apparently, we have a bunch of other needs at a lot of different uh, spots as well. So you know, Trey, all right, Trey's been okay. Uh, Cody, one of the things that I have learned here is that the calls are playing right now, I think. Um, let me see. Hopefully I turned it off. Okay. So I figured out how I screwed something up. And what is going to have to do is you're going to have to listen to the calls um, on your audio right now. Because I can, for some reason, it does not explain why it's not outputting so you could hear it. So, yeah, yeah. Or through us, right. you know what I'm saying? So I don't know what's going on. It's going to take me investigating. This is one change I made before the show culminates in disaster. Uh, so what we're going to go ahead and do is Cody, let's go ahead and uh, co- jump, jump into the calls. Right. And we will then, um, if you need me to help highlight what you missed, or if you can listen to it lightly on your end, that'll be good. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. The number's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight, and uh, hopefully this will work, and and we'll get things fixed at some point. Um, I guess I don't know. I'm so disheveled right now from not only this game, but just the the show itself. Where do we go going forward? Who knows? Here we go. No, Tony, you did not block my number, but 
<clears throat> I think this is it. Cody. We got a I problem, can't even buddy. hear the fucking call. Caroline Chan just got engaged to a member of the Indianapolis cult. I think this is Joey staff. Esquivel. <sighs> Back to square one, buddy. 50% of next insurance customers. Just like with this offense, actually. Anyway, see you later, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> if y'all are doing a post again. What's up? <sighs> Anyway, see you later, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, you catch me up, because I couldn't hear yeah, the call. so, uh, no, Joey Esquivel uh, just informed me that Caroline Can is engaged to uh, a member of the Colts coaching staff. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, listen, I'm a home record, dude. I don't care if you got a husband. I'm coming for that ass, boy. <laughs> All right, next call. If y'all are doing a post game, because I don't see y'all are scheduled to go live. Uh, what? Damn it, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, what do you guys think about Ross Cockrell starting over Dante Jackson? I actually like it because Jackson kind of, uh, he likes to talk shit <laughs> and he likes to play like shit. And Cockerell is playing really good. Granted, it's against the Colts offense that's not making the playoffs, but he's still having a good game. And, you know, I look forward to attending Panthers Anonymous meeting because my spirit is uh, taking quite a beating. Even though Will Greer is doing kind of good. And um, there's really not even th anything to to good to talk about at all. Is this the bot? Did Christian McCaffrey hit 100 catches today? Uh, yes, he did. He becomes the first, I think, the first running back ever to do it. I, he broke a record. I don't I don't know. Uh, no, there's definitely Forte. Matt Forte, I think, had 100 catches like three years in a row. Yeah, I know. I, I know he broke something. I don't know exactly what it is, but um, he's on pace to have a thousand yards rushing. Um, he has one game to get like another over hundred yards receiving. So maybe him and Will Greer can uh, can break that. Um, uh, Brandon Herbert said he broke his own record of one hundred and seven. He's had one hundred and eight catches now. So yeah, McCaffrey's the man. Um, did you hear the call? Tony, I heard the call. I had to listen to the YouTube video. That no, I, I heard half of it. So it was basically saying, "What do we think about Dante Jackson being benched in favor of Ross Cockrell?" And Ross Cockrell didn't really play that bad today. He actually played okay, played pretty good um, in, in certain stretches. Now, again, no one is playing fantastic, but um, Ross Cockrell hasn't been. Too bad. Are you in agreement with benching Dante Jackson? Yeah, I think so. Is that I? I mean, I think that's the way you teach young kids. You know, or <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's like I ain't so got no problem. Have we been trying was... to teach Brian Burns by not playing him? Yeah, have oh, we been gosh. putting him in timeout because he's been? I don't get. It. I don't understand. Like uh, our defense doesn't look like they've ever played defense before. 
Yeah, I you don't know? understand. And it just doesn't make it, it just doesn't really make any sense why we're this bad. And the fact that things are are getting um, worse shows that I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Is that I was going to say? I think uh, in response to his uh, Panthers anonymous point is that I think this is what it's like to be to be at the bottom, to hit rock bottom. Yeah, and then shout I mean, out to Rex, shout out to Rex Smith who asked why is Christian Miller a healthy scratch every game. Um, I don't know. At this point, I'm kind of thinking it's a money thing with Addison and and um, Bruce Irvin. Maybe they're just guaranteed a certain number of snaps, and you know they're just trying to get paid before they both peace out next year. Because it's a very, you know, that that is a, a legitimate point. We don't know what the future of Brian of uh, I keep trying to say Brian Burns instead of Bruce Irvin. Bruce Irvin and Mario Addison is going to be. They only uh they only have one more year, which this is the final year of their deal. So I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to give them more snaps for contract reasons. I couldn't tell you, man. I just think it's such a wasted opportunity when the Panthers aren't playing for anything that you're not going to put out your young talent on the field and let them go fight for something, man. Let them fight for their futures. Let them fight for um, a shred of dignity, even, which is something that no one on the football team has. So, yeah, I go into every Sunday expecting nothing, and yet I'm still disappointed almost every time. Yeah, so this today's yeah, game was to worse. Be. Today's game was worse than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I didn't expect anything good, but yet I'm still hurt. Right, right. If you have zero expectations, and then your expectations are still not met, that's a yeah. bad feeling. That's a that's a bad feeling, and I I think it goes to this is that is they just look so unprepared at everything. In fact, I thought that Will Greer probably looked the most prepared today out of half the damn team, and he hasn't played at all. So why is the defense just so horrendous? Can it just be injuries? I don't believe it. Why is it that Daryl Williams and everybody on the offensive line looks worse each week? They're not playing better. And uh, I mean, maybe today was actually a little bit better than it has been in some cases. But I thought Will Greer was uh, great in a in a sense for he was, you know, he threw the ball away at a lot of times that there wasn't anything there. I, I thought you said, like you said, that he went through his progressions far better than what I saw from Kyle Allen. He does yeah, look to have a stronger presence. arm. He looks to have a stronger arm than Kyle Allen, I think. There's a little bit, like you said, there's a little bit more like a, a lively arm, as I think you described it. There's yeah, a little more, more pep, a little bit of pepper on the passes. And if he could just hit those, some of those intermediate throws, like the guy in the broadcast, whoever, what's his name, the for, former Denver Bronco guy, was talking about he wouldn't have had a bad performance it's right. just um how does the defense continue to look worse each week i don't understand this and and i think that that's where the expectations that you're talking about low expectations and we just look like we've never played football before and it even comes yeah. to this is that we had hogan returning punts did you see him try to like long step 
or whatever. <laughs> he tried. He looks so slow. If Colin Jones is the fastest man on the football field, Hogan is the slowest. And he was working hard out there today. He was actually fighting some. Um, yeah. I don't even know where to start, Cody. I don't know where to start. I, I think – how about this? I think Perry Fuel and Eric Washington are like dumb and dumber at this point. They don't know how to use our personnel. They just don't know what they're doing. Uh, I think, uh, and I've, I've I've said this, I'll continue to say it, the more you continue to see the visible frustration of players like Luke Kinkley and Gerald McCoy, and then, you know, it reared its head with Dante Jackson, but Brian Burns has been critical of not getting enough snaps. Uh, it's it's a, a combination of, you know, we were talking about Eric Washington pretty negatively even last year. And he hasn't done himself any favors this year. He might um, as well not even be on the team. Yeah. and him, Like, him as and, a part of it. Yeah. I mean, him and Perry Fuel, too. Uh, I mean, I, n- like I said, I'm done defending anyone on this football team. No one is entitled to a job. Except not for no Christian McCaffrey. Team. That's it. Yeah. But, but I mean specifically on our coaching staff. Oh, okay, yeah. Like our coaching staff, like, yeah, we had some reverence for Ron Rivera after he did a lot of good things for the Carolina Panthers. None of these assholes have earned even half of that, dude. So, yeah, peace out. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. It's, it's Brandon Herbert. Brandon Herbert said, yeah, why, uh, why was he even out there? Maybe because he'll actually catch the ball. Talking about Hogan. And, you know, that's the whole thing, actually, is Hogan looks so silly returning it, so slow, but he actually caught it. And that right there is something that we should be almost excited about. So they asked Greg Olson in the locker room about today's game, and his exact words were, collective organizational failure. God. He had thought that one out. Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's it's obvious to everyone, man. Like you're only allowed to mask your flaws for so long. I mean, I mean, we as fans, we watch this team every Sunday, every time they play. We're looking at the players, the formations. It's obvious to everyone, man. That there is something, some real bad juju underneath this football team right now, and it's going to take a real structured rebuild before next season can even think to have any kind of success. How does this feel different to you than last year, Cody? I don't know, man. I'm almost numb to it now. Like it's the same shit year after year or the past two years in a row. I don't know. Tell me, tell me if I'm wrong here, but it feels like I haven't watched Cam Newton play football in two years. Like it, it feels like I haven't, like I cannot remember the last time it was just like Cam Newton's playing, playing well, and we're not having a conversation about some kind of injury. I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, it, it, it builds up. It seems like all these different problems have, um, have uh, taken a lasting toll on fans and players and. I don't know how to feel, man, because it's, it's, you know, you want to say, well, we lost, so we'll have a better draft pick. But, dude, there's no fight in this football team. 
And even if we have a better draft pick, man, it's like it's very discouraging to see that, you know, when the cards are down, when you have nothing to play for but your own morale, you don't even have what it takes to to throw punches when your backs are up against the wall. It's it's not a good indictment. Tonight's episode of the C3 Panthers podcast is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ. It's the brand new streaming sports network. It's live 24-7 and costs you absolutely nothing. That's right. It's sports coverage that is always on and always free. You may be familiar with Jonathan Jones, former beat writer for the Charlotte Observer who went on to Sports Illustrated. He just joined CBS Sports and I know he's been doing a lot of work on CBS Sports HQ because it is coverage always focused on the game. Tons of highlights breaking news as it happens, fantasy advice, and something we care about deeply here, gambling picks and analysis to get that edge. I know when I turn on CBS Sports HQ, I'll see tips and trends that I need to win my bets. And don't forget, you get access to all this great coverage completely free. Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, or other connected devices at any time to watch CBS Sports HQ. No fake debates, just for real sports fans at the great price of completely free. You don't even have to log in or sign up or anything. Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. Okay, so a lot, of, a lot to break down there. First, go into the Cam Newton part. It, you know, at the beginning of this year, we said that it felt like years since we had played, seen Cam play. So, set, what, 15 games later... Whatever it is, is that, yeah, it feels like an eternity since we've seen Cam. Number two is that it continues to show you how much life Cam Newton brought to this team. I heard Jim Zoki talking about this, and he said that when you go into the locker room on this team, guys aren't talking to each other. They're on their cell phones. They're, you know, not – there's no personality to the team. So you lose – yeah, you and and then you continue to lose, and it just nourishes that right that potential of disjointedness, you know, and or whatever. Then you see the guys like Thomas Davis in San Diego with 107 tackles, and you remember how much he lost of life of you know kind of who is the identity of his team, and that turns to the next point is that like it's hard to watch when there's no angle to see where the future could go, right? And so it continues to come back and circle to Cam Newton. You know, will Cam Newton bring this team back to life next year? It looks like um, we're going to need him to, even though we get a top draft pick. I don't believe that going quarterback in this draft, I don't know if it's the right answer. You have to be very sure of the guy you want to get. Now, if you want to take a flyer on two uh, I can't say his name. You can say it. Say his name. Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, very good. Well done. Um, you've practiced. I'm that. really good. I'm really good at a lot of hard last names. It's actually mm-hmm. kind of like I boast about it. But yeah, well, you are fan- fantastic about it. Maybe you. Maybe <laughs> if he slips into the second, which I don't know if he would. I don't know, Cody. Do you think it's time to rebuild that identity at quarterback, or do you try to do that with Cam Newton? Um, as part of the team still, it's going to be hard. And I think that that's why we can't see a step forward towards the future right now. And I think that's what's hard to see, watch about this team. But 
I don't know if the it's as bad as you described with a team that couldn't wouldn't fight at all today. Vernon Butler literally fought. <laughs> yeah, like a, listen, I don't care what team you're on. Whenever you throw a punch at another man wearing a helmet, you're a dumbass, dude. That's just how it works. I don't make the rules. You're a dumbass. You're going to break your own hand, and you're not even getting into a real fight. If you want to fight, go to the, go to the octagon. But until then, you're hurting the team and quite literally hurting yourself. Okay? So, sorry. What? Did he you're break it? Uh, yeah. Did, he didn't get injured doing that, though, did he? No, but, I, I mean, it was Just fine. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're hurting the team. You're hurting... All right. The other thing, though... That I, I was, let me see, you had a lot of points you were breaking up when it or breaking down when it came to days. Um, do you think that the team has quit quit entirely? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? I, I think, um, I, well, I mean, no. So, okay, like I, I just uh, looked at a little bit of a Trey Boston interview, and he's still talking about, you know, I mean, listen, that guy has been good for morale, and he's not giving up. He's still trying to fight and play and provide morale. But, I mean, yeah, it's like if you're hearing reports of players just on their phones, yeah, man, this is a this is an organization in, in disarray, and you have to undo this if you're going to build it back up. And the, the problem is, and it's so hard to give an answer one way or another on any of the most pressing issues, facing the Panthers because so much of it is shrouded in mystery. We don't know the Cam Newton's health status when it surrounds his foot. We don't know if his shoulder is back to 100%. We assume and hope that it is. Um, You're talking about a quarterback that's been hit the most since any other – or more than any other quarterback in the NFL since 2011. So from a logical standpoint – yeah, I I understand why you would want to move on to a younger, less battle-worn quarterback. At the same time, I still just think that um, if you have a healthy Cam Newton on a bargain deal, David Tepper is going to take a real long look at um, having Cam Newton still be the the quarterback for the Panthers next year and telling whoever the coach, whoever they are, Say, hey, you have one more year with Cam Newton, and then after that, the you know, if it doesn't work out, the choice of quarterbacks is yours. And that's what I've been saying that we should do. Uh, we have one more year of Cam Newton. Let him go out on his own terms as a as a Carolina Panther. And then if it's not him, there's a bunch of tremendous quarterbacks in the draft coming out in these next couple of years, and we might have an answer there. All right, let's go to the next call, Cody. Um, try to listen as well as you can, all right? <laughs> to the YouTube video? Okay. Yes, yes. All right. The three of Asheville. Um, I'm the most impressive performance by Will Greer, but, you know, it's his first week. He's just kind of been dropped into an offense. He doesn't really know all that well. Still thinks, you know, I mean, some of his decision-making looks a little better than Kyle Allen to me. Um you know, it's not really much of a scale to grade him on. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just want to bring up more of a talking point this week in my thoughts of the game. You know, considering 
so much irrelevant at this point. Much as I say that, um, I just kind of want to get your thoughts on you know next year we bring in a new head coach and of course he's going to want his his own personnel and you know if he even wants to keep Cam Newton I think that's the talking point as the head coach depending on what his offense is going to look like but um. You guys personally, let's just say you're the head coach of the Panthers next year. What five players do you have to hang on to? Like, you can keep five players who perform well from this season. And uh, I just kind of want to know. Hey, can you hear me? It's really impressed you this season. Do you want to go into season and feel free? But, you know, I just. It's not over on my end. (laughs) So, if it's ended for you, then that's it. You know, and. um, Um, they want to scrap the rest, go for it. But uh, he's still going. Yeah, kind of he's get still going on that. Um, not the most impressive. Talking about head coaches. Today, but, uh, All right. So if you you're know, the guy going with the head coach, I think that that's the thank you for the call. Is that hopefully um, people could hear it. He's calling from an echo chamber. That's probably on me because I've got this stupid ass computer and actually doing live broadcast. It turns out I'm not very good at them, Cody. <laughs> You get an A for effort. I I get an A for don't quit. You know what? Is nobody quit on this <laughs> podcast? Uh, each week we've been doing this. Thanks for the call. You get an, an A for we're still doing this shit, dude. Even though even though we're not great at it. That's right. And even though it's not even easy to do it at this point. So your your choice, your thoughts on head coach now? For me, I don't know if it's good, Cody, to just continue to speculate on who these coaches are right is that like how do we know any more information than we knew last week there's been no new information that's come out for me now i'm interested in where does the timing of this start you know is that right now is that as soon as um teams are eliminated from the playoffs right we could and the season's over. After next week, I think we can start talking to people. I'm not sure if you're if you're asking people though that are on teams that are in the playoffs, which hopefully you're also trying to get from went not losing teams, but from winning teams. Then you have to ask for permission, you know, to talk with them early a lot of times and and I don't know when that's going. So, when do you see us starting to learn some more details? about what's going to happen in Carolina? Um, literally as soon as the season's over. Um, I think that's when you're going to um, – uh, before the playoffs start, that's when coaches are going to do some interviews and um, they'll be able to uh, inquire more about uh, coordinators from other football teams and just seeing who's out there. Uh, I don't know, man. So th- this is why it was a good thing that we did fire Ron Rivera when we did because it means that this process has already been underway from us. And, yeah, we still have no idea. Um, no idea who the, the next coach is going to be. Everyone has their best guess, but no one really knows right now. Um, you know, we don't know if it's going to be Kevin Stefanski or uh, McDaniels from uh, the Patriots. Uh, there's a lot of different rumors, um, and who knows which ones are or aren't rooted in any kind of truth. So um, the the coaching question, I, I'm hoping that you're going to start to hear legitimate rumblings about the next head coach as soon as the season's over. 
they're going to start to do something. I would hope. I, I want to have a head coach and an assistant GM in the building before our draft process starts. So before we start looking at um, draft prospects, I want them to be a part of the process, especially the new general manager, but especially the coach. He needs to have some kind of say-so on what kinds of players he intends to build this football team with and the kind of players that he needs out on the field for us. So I'm hoping this happens like pronto. I'm hoping that we're one of the first ones linked to a coach out of every other team out there. Um, I'm hoping it happens soon. All right, let's go on to the next call. Cody, again, listen on YouTube because that's what I have What's to do. What's going on, guys? Uh, this is your boy, Brandon Herbert. Um, interesting game. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's still going on. Getting our ass smacked, I know. Um, but am I the only one that was actually rooting for uh, Naheem Hines to return that third no, kickoff? I actually stood up in a plot of him. He should have had three kickoffs. I've never seen something suck so bad where somebody returned three kick returns or punts. I've never seen that in my life. But, Everybody's going to be in hey, the I was actually for I stood up and gave him a round of applause because if, if, if the team struck that bad, then there's uh, nothing more I can say. Um, I'm not going to be too critical about him. Uh, he's doing his. He's doing a great job of having us lose. Uh, him and Kyle Allen. So we it actually both of these quarterbacks are actually giving us more and more reason to keep Cam Newton. So I'm actually enjoying it. Uh, he had an up and down game. He's he's he actually made a couple of good deep balls or whatever. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I mean it really was nothing. More to say about that. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, absolute monster. Uh, still remain what I said about Luke Keekley. I know everybody's being very, very critical of him, and I can see, uh, I think some is fair and some is unfair. Because, like I said, the one, the one that people claim that he's missing these tackles must not see a big offensive lineman in his face. Uh, which, Anybody that knows football knows that that's never supposed to be the case. An offensive lineman all the way downfield like that to block the second level is never supposed to happen. Um, but, yeah, there really was nothing too much to say about the game. Hey, uh, hopefully we lose, uh, you know, the following week. Get a better draft pick, top ten pick. That would be always nice. Uh, can't wait for next year. Anyway. I don't hear you. my shit. So we didn't have, we had less echo. So what I think we've learned at this point is that the C3 Panthers podcast has been right about a lot of things, right? As, um, and one of those is Cody has continued to talk about is how Luke Keekley's deteriorated play. It's really very hard to evaluate if it's, if it's him at all. And you're talking about how those offensive linemen are continue to get to the second level you know, and, and then you saw just the same mistakes as usual. And why I can't get is that I think I saw um, 
I just don't understand why we're not trying to develop Brian Burns a little bit more, even as a four three guy. I've keep we you know who we continue to see out there is Wes Horton, more Wes Horton. I don't know, and I and so I'm not even upset. I, I can't. I'm not upset about Luke Keekley at all. I'm not upset about that. Is that I'm I'm just gonna say here. This is a, a off one off year when it comes to Luke Keekley because these are what how did Greg Olson again describe this meltdown um, or a complete organizational failure? Yes. <laughs> so so and that is exactly what it was and Brandon Herbert's right. Have you ever seen two punt return kickoff? I mean punt returns to the house. That is had to have been the worst special play special teams performance ever Frank Wright who was a former quarterback for the Carolina Panthers as we started as a team one of the things I think is interesting too is that he we had a flag do you remember that crazy flag debacle thing where there was a holding and uh, I don't understand how they didn't offset I guess they did offset but they get the option of redoing the down and they did that and they said oh look they're they're gonna be tired out there and he just took it to the house yeah and um so yesterday it's actually funny me and my my brother were uh watching football and uh we were quizzing ourselves by naming players and trying to and then we had to say what college they went to uh shout out naheem hines went to nc state uh, repping the state of North Carolina, uh, he was a, he was a good player at NC State, and uh, he's been he's been good for them. And I'm, um, yeah. Listen, if you're able to run the football back that consistently on special teams, more power to you, man. Uh, the the special teams have been bad for a while, and I think that because um, you know when we were better on offense and defense earlier in the season, we kind of gave our special teams a pass. But all year, our special teams have been really bad. I mean, I, I I always remember them being one of the liabilities of our football team. And, again, I know I sound like a broken record. And sorry, Panther fans, there really just isn't a whole lot more to say other than this is a very badly coached football team. Um, our players are out of position. We don't know how to contain. There's and they so might much- not even just be good players, even, a half of them. You know, I mean, if you really think about it, we're talking about we're talking about this is that if you go across that offensive line, let's just start with our offensive line. Who up there is good? Well, I would I would say, even though he has had moments, I would still say that Paradis and Turner are good. I would still say that Moten is good. I think the the inconsistencies due to injury on our offensive line have really played um, a part in our offensive line not being able to work together because they've had so many injuries. And, I mean, you have to really rep um, on in practice in order to build up your offensive line to be a cohesive unit. And they haven't had the opportunity to do that. But I would still say the entire left side of the – of the offensive line is uh, is a question mark. Uh, Greg Little, I don't know. Um, you know, his injury history is now already starting to be a concern with how how much time he's missed. 
And as far as Greg Van Roten, um, he's injured as well, but I, I've never been a, a big believer in him as well. I, I'm him not- being hurt might, might actually help us, to be honest. Him finishing the season hurt could help us because he can't command money. You know, and maybe you get him for, you know, and and you don't know if he's any good either. Yeah, we don't I mean, we don't know a lot about. um, And that's the thing. And we've said it all all season, you know, um, with our coaching staff limiting the younger players and maybe not putting them in the best of positions and choosing favorites. You know, Dante Jackson got thrown out with the starters fairly early in his career, and so did Greg Little. Uh, and then there are other guys that you never hear from again. Um, I don't know. Uh, so Rex Smith said we might draft high enough to get Andrew Thomas, the Georgia left tackle. I would love that. I seem to think Andrew Thomas right now is probably a top five pick. I don't know if we're going to be picking quite that high, but Tristan Riffs is another name to look out for. Um, but, yeah, our offensive line, there, there's no cohesion. I don't think they've had enough meaningful practice time. And someone, uh, Panther Forever James, kind of freaked out when I mentioned Matt Paradis. And, yeah, Matt Paradis hasn't been great this year. But I I also wouldn't say that he's been the liability on our offensive line either. Um, I think he's pretty good at calling out protections. He knows where the play is going. Um, he's been think, he's been okay. He's been okay, but yeah. you there there have been moments where he hasn't where you're like, oh, this guy should have been better, and then it's hard to tell. To it's like it's kind of like the Luke Keekley thing is like is is it only him? Is it the guy playing beside him? Is it you know? And the offensive line usually is a collective thing, so it is hard to evaluate them a lot individually. And I think Rex Smith is bringing some fantastic comments in the. In the YouTube chat, he also said Bienemy is my least favorite guy, which I agree with that entirely. He said, "I'm trying though." Reed is, and he's referring to Andy Reed. Andy Reed is usually pretty honest. He hinted that Nagy was not ready to be a head coach. If he says Eric Bienemy is ready, maybe he is. Um, yeah, I think so. I think that's uh, a great Bienemy uh, is the name that's been kind of going around for uh, a, a long time now. As someone that that should uh, be getting real coaching uh, considerations. By the way, he's also a running back coach. So I mean, imagine the the types of ways that he would be able to get Christian McCaffrey involved in our offense. Like Eric Bieniemy would certainly not be the. the well, we haven't had a problem figuring that, that out. Make. No, right, and I understand that. Um, we could do a lot worse than 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 Eric Bieniemy. I, I I tell you this. I ten times rather Eric Bieniemy over Mike McCarthy. Wow, way more. Well, Mike McCarthy, I'm trying to. I have been so anti Mike McCarthy. I'm trying to think: is it possible? Would that be his second time or third time as a head coach? Uh, you I know, I wonder. Second. Did Mike McCarthy coach before Green Bay? Um, I, I think so, off the top of my head. Uh, I not- am slightly – I do harbor the belief that getting a guy who has been a head coach before has some advantages. By the way, 
Shout out to Sports Live in the ATL. He said, my God, your Panthers suck. Laughing my ass off. (laughs) Yes, uh, thank you, Sports Live in the ATL. He even donated to the show. That's how bad he feels for us, is that the Panthers, uh, you know what, enjoy it. I would enjoy it if you guys look bad. In fact, I laughed uh, um, when I thought that the Titans might upset the Saints today as I was watching that. I was like, that was a, a kind of a bright moment for me. Yeah, that was about to be pretty cool. Um, yeah, you know things are bad when Atlanta Falcons fans are like, oh, poor you guys. Oh, gosh. Yeah, usually, I mean, he doesn't even feel, yeah. All right, so here, uh, Mike McCarthy says he was offensive coordinator in forty uh, for the 49ers in 2005. And then he came to Green Bay in 2006 as a head coaching position there. And so it does look like he's only coached in Green Bay. Do you think there are advantages, Cody? I and and getting a guy who's been a head coach before, I think there is. Now, I don't want us to go and say people misconstrue this as me saying, well, that if you believe that, then Jeff Fisher is the best option. I just know that, look, is that Belichick had a run where he was fired. Andy Reid has been fired. And there does seem to be a benefit of knowing how to build a team holistically. And sometimes when you get coordinators who are thrust into head coaching jobs, that is difficult. But at the same time, Sean McDermott's doing pretty well in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, and you have to take a chance. I mean, these coordinators know, I mean, most of them want to be head coaches one day. So you have to kind of learn while you're the coordinator and see what the coach you're under at the time does well, what it doesn't do well, and kind of submit your own thing. Then there are some coaches that are less successful with other teams, and then they end up being good coordinators later on, or then they need a change of uh, uh, of scenery. So Bill Belichick is the one that everyone shoots out there, right? He was with the Browns. Well, Andy Reid too. Andy Reid. Yeah, Andy Reid. But he didn't one. have a bad. He didn't struggle. He was fantastic in Philadelphia. And a lot of people are like, "Well, let's not hire Josh McDaniels because when he was with the Denver Broncos, it was terrible and the team was bad." But um, sometimes you just need to kind of uh, go back to the wheel and and start over with something that they're still potential left to be tapped um but i i don't know there, there's a lot of questions going forward about what kind of coach we would have brandon herbert in the chat room is still throwing his hat in for greg roman um again that's another guy i'm not mad at i would just worry about having to run cam newton so much in a greg roman style of offense but i i wouldn't be mad at that higher um and then shout out once again to Sports in the ATL says, I know I laugh and troll you guys. Much respect. Yes, thank you for your for your donations, man. And, um, you know, I happen to know many people from the state of Atlanta. And they're not all bad, you know? All right. Not- um, a couple of things. Uh, what about this? Is there a current draft status after today, before all the other games are over, is that uh, we're at eight. Five and ten, we've lost seven in a row. The Chargers, we need the Chargers to win today. We could use Denver winning. 
those continue to help us. We need Miami to win. We need Arizona to win. And even if the Giants, the Giants have, if the Giants, did they win? Oh, they won today. They've already played. They beat the Redskins yeah, today. Yeah, they did. And uh, the Cardinals and the Seahawks are tied at the moment. And uh, I do not know what the Chargers. Yeah, I don't expect the um, Cardinals to win. And no. I do expect the Chargers to win. And I do expect Denver to win. And they're behind right Denver now by playing. three. But Detroit blows. They're playing Detroit. But Detroit has lost. Do you know something like, um, and this was like five weeks ago, that the Detroit Lions, out of 167 teams or something in NFL history, had blown more leads they had like essentially blown eight le- all of their losses this year. They had won- they had led in the game, and that had never happened before, like in the history of the NFL. So I don't feel if you're Detroit, you don't feel confident up three here. No, <laughs> no, not at all. So here, here are the and Lynn asked this. She said, uh, "What's the highest we can get to?" All right. So really, right now we're at. According to this, we're at eight. The teams right in front of us. There are three teams that are that have four wins: the Giants, the Dolphins, the Cardinals, and Jacksonville. Uh, no, that's it. So any one of those teams win, and we lose the last game, like we will, that could help us. I don't know how they figure out the tiebreaker here. But our position can move up maybe, I think, at the most six. Can we crack top five, Cody? Uh, see, I don't... I, I don't it would, it would take all of those teams actually winning yeah, a game. Yeah, it would, it, would, it would take a whole lot for us to be top five. Um, and I still, I mean, I have a, a sinking suspicion, man. Uh, top ten is going to be good enough. We're, we're going to get a damn good player if we're picking between 5 and 10. Um, I mean, if you're good at drafting, you should hit on no matter what the player you pick in the first round is. If you have a general manager and a scouting staff that's worth the damn and can evalu- evaluate talent. Um, but I, uh, I, don't, I think right now uh, our chances of getting top five are probably pretty slim. But our chances of staying in the top ten, I think, are pretty good. I think, yeah, is that it's almost solidified, I feel like, at this point, that we stay in the top ten. I don't know if that's for certain. But it doesn't feel like we're surrendering our top ten spot at the moment. No. No, not... No. And it helped uh, Atlanta... Shout out to Sports Hive and the ATL for another $2.00. Um, but Atlanta won today, which um, uh, that helped us a little bit. Um, but the Jaguars losing, I don't know what helped us more. Jaguars losing or the Falcons winning, uh, I don't know. Who did but the Jags lose to? Atlanta. Oh, the, okay, they were playing Atlanta. All right, yeah, I got that pick right. Baltimore wins. Indy. Miami won today. Um, the Jets won. How about that? The Jets beat Pittsburgh. The Jets. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. That's is funny. they actually, that hurt their status. The Jets 
we're five and nine. That that actually helped us a ton. The Jets are now six and nine. That is a giant. That was that one helped us a ton. I don't know if I yeah. saw us picking ahead of the Jets before this. So we really need the Chargers to win. We need the Broncos to win. And somehow if the Cardinals can win, all of a sudden that would really keep us where we're at, maybe move us up one spot. Cody, let's continue with the cat calls. We still got a couple of to go. Remember, you got to listen on YouTube and remind me, I got to unmute my mic. Okay. What in the fuck did I just waste my time watching? Like, really? What What? What? What the fuck was that? I mean, I get it. Will Greer ain't never started a game before in the NFL. But God damn. Like, really? I get it. The season's over for us. But, motherfucker, you can't try to pull out a win. You can't put a little effort on it, you know. You know, put the, I mean, yeah, it's a gas station hot dog at this point, but you can't put some goddamn ketchup, mustard, maybe even a little bit of that relish on this shit. No, no. We're just going to trot out there and shit the fucking bed again. And now I get to listen to my fucking bullshit-ass brother-in-law fucking Even the relish pack. Months. Like, they just won the Super Bowl. Does his team be mine? Man, what the fuck? Like, what is going on here? You know, I get it. People go, well, it's not the most talented team. Really? Like, take a look around that roster. There's some talent, and it is just underperforming. Because, to me, it looks underprepared. And, I mean, I wasn't expecting a blowout. My brother's a Saints fan, but I, I feel you, brother. I wasn't expecting to get goddamn embarrassed. And now I'm out here walking my dog, waiting for him to take a shit at the park. Man, and the most embarrassing part about this isn't the fact that my dog is taking a shit. It's the fact that I'm wearing Panthers blue up here and trying not to be seen. Like, come on, man. Come on. Skip. Skip. I don't know what else to say, boys. I guess we just missed some opportunities, didn't we? Yeah. Gonna have to hang on to that little gem for a while. You already know who it is. Josh from Mass. What a disaster today was. What a disaster next week is gonna be. Although you know what, it'll fuck us up in draft position. So we'll probably be the Saints next week. That's the way that's gonna go. But love you all. Love the show. Panther Nation. I love all of y'all. Keep pounding. And uh, in the words of Bill Belichick. I tell you one thing, who season. survives this, Cody, is Ron Rivera uh, actually got uh, the, yeah. he, out of everybody, that's the one who got the favor done, is that imagine if he his, his face was imprinted still on this ending to this team. We did him a solid by jettisoning him from this uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, man, and listen, I want to ice up all the dumbasses that are now like, oh, we shouldn't have fired Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera should have stayed. Uh, hey, morons, this is still Ron Rivera's coaching staff. Like, this team was... Yeah, not, you know, and like, it's his team, too. Team. Once, you, once you gave Ron Rivera the axe. I mean, there are people that are like, oh, this proves it. They're not playing for anybody. They were playing for Ron Rivera. And look, maybe they were. I've said no doubt. The Panthers- well, I think we would be better with him. You know, I think we would have been better this week and last week with him. 
But that doesn't right. It really. doesn't vindicate him. It doesn't vindicate. Yes, uh, it exactly. Doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't make our decision to fire him the wrong move or the wrong idea. Yeah, man. And then like there are people like the the guy that that used to um, uh, be the offensive lineman for the Panthers, Jeff Schwartz. Dude, that guy is the worst. Okay. That guy oh, does God. nothing but hit on Cam Newton. He does nothing but talk crap about uh, Panther fans. And dude, He hasn't been showing up in my Twitter feed, thankfully. I wonder if I muted him or if he blocked me. Well, that's the that's reason I bring it up, because he's out there putting, oh, you shouldn't have fired Ron Rivera. It was such a mistake. So look what's happening. Like, dude, a lot of these guys that are connected to football really don't know shit about football, man. And I know that's, you know, Stupid, because he played, and I've never played in fucking NFL football. But dude, some things are just obvious. You have to, you have to see what's going on. Like I don't know who expected this to be a better football team when Ron Rivera left. Like, why would anyone think it was going to get better? All right, let's go on to the next call. Okay. Yep. Hey guys. Um, on the way into work, just finished watching the game, and wow! Oh, I mean, this is this is the Colts just pretty much did the Forty Nineers us. I think this this game right here is a perfect representation of what this season has been. Man. It's just been bad defense. I mean, they ran the ball down our throat all damn game. It's been uh, lack of discipline from everyone. Um, it's been bad quarterback play, and I and uh, I just want to say that I'm not I'm not giving up on Greer just because of this performance. Because like I said on Twitter, um, I mean you put him out there last few games of the season. I mean, yeah, they're still playing for their checks, but. I mean, this team is just defeated, man. And then you bring in, like, these receivers that haven't even played all year, and you expect them to throw the ball to them. Like, you, can, uh, you can't put that on Greer, man. I mean, he made some bad decisions. This is what I wanted to ask you about, too. So, um, this is a good call. showed a little bit of pocket awareness yeah. and a little bit of on talent. But, I mean... This team has just gotten their ass whooped at, at every corner of the season, and I mean it's just it's just showing, man. This team is defeated. I've never seen a more I hate to use this word, but pathetic looking team, man. And I know that some of these guys have put their all into it, man. But all around, it's been, it's been bad. This has been one of the worst seasons I've ever seen. Our coaches fucked this up from the beginning. The players didn't make it any better. Um, still not seeing Brian Burns out there, and then I saw he got hurt. I'm just praying that he's okay. That would, God, that would just rip my fucking heart out right now. I mean, and DJ, Jesus Christ, man, this game was terrible. Um, but. All right, Cody, tell me first, before I ask you my question, what was the extent of the Brian Burns injury? I still haven't found a um, 
An answer? Uh, I haven't seen it. Let me um, I'll, I'll check for Reddit. But I okay. haven't seen anything on, on, on Twitter. So the other thing that I'm interested in is that I, I'm, I'm actually heartened by Will Greer's performance. I think that, if anything, we could have seen him a little bit earlier. I think if he comes out next week and looks a little bit better than he did today, um, that I would feel really good going into next season about the Cam-Greer combo. Do you think that Will Greer's performance today helped you or help solidify the discussion that Kyle Allen uh, doesn't need to be part of the Panthers' plan moving forward, period. Because that's how I feel, is that I really don't even think wasting a roster spot for him after camp, at the very minimum, is worth it. Yeah, I would. I mean, you spent a third-round pick on, on Will Greer, whereas Kyle Allen went undrafted and didn't even win the backup job last year. Um, I wouldn't mind maybe putting him on the scout team. It's not like he has no value to us, but uh, he also needs a new contract because when you're an undrafted free agent, I think the lease on your contract is like two years or something like that. So it's. I think he's a restricted free agent right now. I don't expect anybody else giving him an offer sheet that we have to match. So it would be cheap to keep him, I'm guessing. But right now, I don't think there's any need to. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. I, I don't think that there's anything Kyle Allen can do better than Will Greer. Um, and it, again, man, this is why it's so disappointing that that we didn't start Will Greer first because we knew who Kyle Allen was. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm going to be kind of neutral on Will Greer. I'm not. So as I said earlier, I'm not blaming a lot of those interceptions on him. Uh, I'm I'm not mad at him for taking chances and trying to move the ball and and distribute the ball as a good quarterback should. I think he showed good pocket awareness. He was able to evade. uh, He was playing down from two touchdowns too. Yeah, but at the same time, it's it's only one game, and it really isn't enough of a sample size to accurately say whether or not Will Greer is is anything. No, no, but you know what it is, is it's, it's, it does help me answer that weird question that a lot of people continue to pose when it came to like why we weren't trying Will Greer at all is like he's this fragile little baby that's going to be broken because this game is so hard. I didn't walk yeah. away feeling like that at all. He looked like a man out there. He looked like he, as soon as he started to feel things, that he was ready to compete. And that's fine. That's all I needed to see. I just need to see that he wasn't a broken individual back there. And that alone is enough because Kyle Allen didn't show any more than that. Kyle Allen looked flustered out of control. I uh, is that look is that the team helped Kyle Allen in those first couple of games. The team didn't do anything to help Will Greer today. The rest of the team. No. I mean, just think how, of that. The defense. About, I, think, I think our offensive line looked better against Seattle than it did against the Colts. And yet, uh, during that game with Seattle, I said Bill Greer or uh, Kyle Allen was the problem with our offense, that he was the number one problem with our offense, even over our offensive line against Seattle. I think that our offensive line was even worse today, and I felt Will Greer did a much better job, and he was not the, the worst thing about our offense today, not even close. I think it does show a lot more potential. You use a third-round pick on him. You have him for a little while. 
He's already on contract. You have Cam Newton on contract. There just there isn't any place that isn't the practice squad uh, that Kyle Allen has on this team. I mean, we're either going to move on from him or he's going to be running the scout team. But All right. uh, his let's, team is pretty much up. Let's jump to the next call. Hey, uh, Kyle again. Uh, one more call. I just want to – just a huge thank you to Christian McCaffrey for what he's done for us this season. I mean, he's given 150% on every damn snap this season. Um, and it's sad because he's on – because we're such a bad team this year that he's not even going to be considered for the MVP vote. Because if you look at what uh, the most valuable player to a team, you can't tell me anyone's more valuable to a team and Christian McCaffrey is the usher season. No one comes close. He is the the whole damn offense, man. He is. It's just sad to see he's not even going to be considered because he has such a shit season. But hopefully next year you know, we can get Cam back healthy and we can keep him healthy and uh, get some good draft picks, get this coaching staff right. I'm All right, let's power through to the next call, all right? Hey, hey, hey. You know who it is. What's up, fellas? This is G, baby. Like I told you guys, the reason why Mr. Wilger has been playing is because he ain't about that fucking smoke. That that was a terrible performance. G, baby! That was just pathetic. Where's all the cam haters now? Seriously, that's the real question. I really don't have no like nothing else to say. I was reading something that two teams lose. Um, we could end up having the eighth pick at the end of today. If not, we're already the top ten pick. We're picking at uh, pick ten right now, so. Last call of the night. Hey, what's up, guys? Man, I forgot who didn't see. Steve Free Carolina Panthers podcast. This is your boy, Sports 5 and ATL David, man. I just wanted to say, man, hey, despite everything that I've given you all the last couple weeks, man, much respect to you guys. Uh, tough road for the Carolina Panthers and the Falcons, but hopefully next year both of our teams can, uh, can, uh, get back to playing some good football and make the NFC South a division to be proud of. Uh, as far as for me, I don't believe in tanking, so I want to keep winning. And the Carolina Panthers, I don't know what, what, what y'all plans are doing of uh, Cam Newton or whatever, but you guys got to decide what's going on. But, uh, much respect to you guys. You guys were able to take everything I was dishing out, so, hey. Much appreciated, man, uh, uh, the battle, and uh, much respect to your channel and all Panther fans. And we all will rejoice when the Poodats lose for the third straight year in the playoffs. Watch my channel when it happens, because I will laugh my effing ass off. 
All right. Yes, thank you for that call, man. And and uh, you know what is that? It's interesting that the NFC South is fallen from grace entirely and that the Panthers and the Falcons, the Panthers are at the bottom depths. The Falcons are wrong ahead of us, but they don't look as bad as their record has been. And that's kudos to them. I don't even think we're tanking. I think we're just that bad. How about Tampa Bay, though, fighting hard? Who would have thought that Tampa Bay would have done uh, been playing so well over the last couple of games? Did they lose today? Cody, uh, they played uh, yesterday and they lost to Houston. That's right. It was yesterday. They did lose to yeah. Houston, but they were in it into the end until Jameis Winston threw another pick as usual. But you're right is that there are three teams in this division that are terrible and the Panthers are the worst of out of all of them. And on top of that is that we don't really is there's more questions for our team than there are even when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that is surprising. Cody is that the idea is that at least the Bucks got their coaching staff installed at this point. Uh, Jameis Winston, they're probably going to bring him back again. We don't know who we're, we're just uh, you know we're just bobbing in the ocean without any direction, you know, without a motor, without anything. I do think Cam Newton comes back next year. I think we'd be foolish not to have him back. And I don't see any world, even if we get a top 10 draft pick and we did get a rookie quarterback, I think you do uh, bring back Cam Newton on that contract and you potentially wait for Cam Newton to either get hurt, finish the season out, and um, and unless he does something just extravagant, then you already kind of are working on 2020 when it comes to that coach and his plan for your quarterback. So is there a chance that the Panthers draft a quarterback that they think is the guy that starts in 2020 and bring back Cam, Cody? Uh, I don't know if you would do both of them. So, for example, I don't don't know if you tell Cam – I mean, that's essentially the same, especially if you go with a first-round pick. You're essentially saying that – you know, you're not our future quarterback. No matter it's like what, what you, Green you, Bay did for what Green Bay did with Brett. Well, Ford. yeah, but even still, they, there was a foreseeable future where Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to be the the or where Brett Favre wasn't going to be the quarterback for the Packers. Whereas Cam Newton is just 30 years old, so if Cam Newton is going to be the quarterback uh, next year and he plays well then he's going to be the quarterback for the foreseeable future. So if we draft a quarterback in the first round, yeah, Cam Newton era is 100% over in Carolina. Uh, That's just the way it is. Uh, Real uh, quick good news update. The Cardinals are a touchdown ahead of the Seahawks right now. Holy Uh, cow. yeah, so that's that's happening. Denver's tied it up. Oakland is winning. That one hurts us. And then uh, to Sports Live in Atlanta, uh, appreciate the phone call. And, yeah, this is the same division with two teams that in back-to-back years went to the Super Bowl and held the league MVP on their team in back-to-back years. And now uh, the Falcons and the Panthers are both dumpster fires. So, he Maybe says that he believes players. that Quinn comes back after the second half of the season. That's going to be interesting. I mean, they're playing for him. That's for yep. damn sure, man. Yep. They're, they're, they're playing for Dan Quinn's job, and they know it. It, it kept and, Ron Rivera's job long enough. 
that type of action. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we're heading out to Lynn. I just want to remind everybody, hey, Cody, can you do a show on Thursday? That would be the day after Christmas. Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah. All right. Well, let's shoot for Thursday. Uh, and we're so since the seat Tuesday night will be the typical, um, well, it would not be the typical, it'd be our typical time, but we have, uh, Christmas Eve there. And I know I'm going to be busy. So let's get back on Thursday night. We'll continue this conversation. Thanks to everybody's support. Uh, Lynn, uh, congrats on moving. I know she's moving east. She's heading from the west coast to the east coast, joining us, our southern hicks now. And now you get to see your team on really just on the network channel. You'll love that is that each week you don't have to find some desperately Wait, did you say hard. Lynn's, move, Lynn's moving to this yeah. part of the world? Yeah, she's moving to South Carolina. Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah, next month. So congrats to her and congrats to us because we get a good person. One addition, like we're adding a good person to the Carolinas. Uh, we yeah, can appreciate that. That. Sure, that. That means for sure next year we'll – all be at a game together and and meet up all that good stuff. No doubt. No doubt. All right. So um, the number is 252-228-5098. You can call in before Thursday. I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and thanks for supporting the show. Thank you. Don't worry. We're going to be here. I'll get all of these uh, audio intricacies worked out over the next week. And so Thursday will be rocking and rolling. I'll be on game. Look, is that it's hard uh, when things are going down and the Panthers are losing and then the show goes screwed up. It really is just like an addition. It's an extension of the game today is the audio not working. Cody Lashney, how can they talk to you before Thursday? At Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C on Twitter. Uh, I also wanted to, one, um, give a very thankful shout-out to all the fans of our podcast, both audio and video. Uh, your support is why we do this. We love doing it. We love being your your Panthers therapy session. And um, just to kind of give some uh, some hints on what's to come, you know, there's some changes coming to the Carolina Panthers with David Tepper and a brand new coach. So we feel like we have a, uh, a dedicated enough fan base now that the C3 podcast, we're going to experiment. We're going to try and do some brand new segments. We're going to try and do some things to – Keep it fun. Keep your attention throughout the off season when uh, things are kind of on a downturn. But um, we love doing it. We're going to usher in a new era of Panthers football. We're going to be here for you. And until next time, much love from your boy. All right. Subscribe, share, and be back here on Thursday. Or be square. We'll be here after the post game next week as well. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.